and see that's almost like a self-medicating thing right because you're trying to not feel these feelings so you're trying to feel other feelings right hey everybody nice hello <laughs> how are we doing what are you today? over there saying nice to because you look, you said it like 10 times right before I press record. Because right as I was, yeah, right as it was starting, I got a text saying my son just fell asleep. So I was like, oh, nice. Uh, perfect timing. <laughs> yep. Perfect timing. Perfect. That's what I was like, oh, nice. Timing. Um, with that being said, timing. <laughs> um, I have to tell you something. Uh, Y'all, I'm telling you, my theory of this happening every single time is not, it was fake at first. It is now no longer. But see, now I feel like <laughs> I have to do it. Now it's going to be something every okay, single time. This one's not like crazy serious. So um, I left work super late today. That was a, okay. big, that was a big drink you just took. <laughs> Sorry, guys. She was just chugging her water for a minute. Like, are you okay for Again, we're not. We are not thirsty in this house. No, no, no. That's no. why. Keep chugging. Take a moment. Chug your own water. <laughs> Press pause. Take a drink of water. Stay hydrated. <laughs> um. So I was at work super late today. So I knew by the time I got home, I wasn't going to have time to like take the dog out, do the things I needed to do, relax for a few minutes before it was time to record. Right. So uh-huh. I was like, let me just stop and get something to eat. I haven't been buying food minus over the weekends because I've been doing the HelloFresh boxes. So I've been cooking. But I was like, let me just stop and get something. I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to be in the mood to try to get it done in like this window and not be able to like sit down and relax for 20 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go to Taco Bell because I kind of wanted nachos, but like fake nachos, Taco Bell nachos. So I was like, oh, come get those. And then they have this whole, because I ordered on the app, so I was like, what do they have on here? What special deals? Because they have, like, things that are, like, app exclusive or whatever. So I'm, like, scrolling, and there's this whole, like, strawberry festival, okay? Whole Uh, At Taco Bell. Yes. Like, strawberry soda, strawberry iced tea, strawberry freeze, strawberry twist. Like, the cinnamon twist? Like, the cinnamon ones? But strawberry. (sighs) I got okay. them. And okay. they literally have like a pink strawberry powder covered them instead of cinnamon. And they're delicious. I was like, I don't know about this. It's kind of weird, but I... they're like a dollar. Let's see what happens. Pleasantly surprised. I have never heard of these in my entire life. Also, never until today. I recommend I'm you stop not, and get some. I'm not a talk about bitch, let alone just a food a foodie in general. But definitely last is Taco Bell. So the fact that you had me shook at strawberry lime, <laughs> I was like, don't they just have ground beef and nacho cheese? Like, <laughs> if it's not a beefy five layer, I don't know. No, like these are delicious. That's hilarious. Like I can't describe what it is. I want to go get delicious. some just. I want you to. Like, They're a dollar. I'm pr- I think, I don't know if they're on the menu, if you have to order on the app. You I don't know, but that's out. weird. That's weird. But I need you to try them. So that was the revelation of the day. Yeah. The peak of the. Thursday. I was like, let's throw this dollar away and see what happens. And I was like, oh, I, that was not a throwaway. That was the greatest dollar I ever spent. 
I love that. So I'm also going to put maybe not you, but other people on it on something because I went to, I didn't go to anywhere. I mean, I did, but I got an email from Starbies saying the Thursday is here. And that means every Thursday in September afternoon, if you buy a fall drink, you get another fall drink for free. Looks like Cheyenne's going to have a fridge full of pumpkin spice. Let me tell if you don't think I have one in my fridge right now for tomorrow morning, you're absolutely wrong. So I am. Is it the same drink you got last year and you were really mad at me when I couldn't get it for you anymore? Like the seven detailed one? Yes. Where it had like seven different individual. Yes. Uh-huh. No, because I can't remember oh. it. I have to go on my oh. app and find it again because I can't remember. Um, but I usually get the, lately I've been getting the cold brew with pumpkin cream cold foam on the top. And then right. with uh, an extra pump of sugar-free vanilla. And then sometimes a splash of cream, depending how I'm feeling. Um, but I got that. And then, obviously, I had to get a second one. And um, I was like, I'm not going to get two of the same strong-ass drink to drink and fucking <laughs> die by the time it's recording. You know what I'm saying? I needed one. And I had one venti, right. mind you. And I didn't need two ventis today. I was going to so say, is I, there anything other than a venti on their menu? Well, I, I don't literally don't know. But on the list, I tried the pumpkin spice iced latte it did not taste like pumpkin spice at all but i was so pleasantly surprised i've never ordered a latte in my life let alone an ice one i definitely thought it was a hot drink i mean you the pumpkin spice one it's delicious it's so good and i'm not like a sugary drink person obviously i went from a cold brew to a latte but it was so it was perfect i was like i have been sleeping on lattes my entire life apparently ice lattes i mean because it was fire now you, you know. should, uh, we know, I'm pretty sure we talked about on the podcast, how your, the devil came and had his little experience with you with these apple flavors at Starbucks. Listen, the fall flavors ruined me a couple of years ago, okay? <laughs> it was an apple crisp macchiato, and I thought caramel apple and coffee can't get any better. It literally tasted like an apple cinnamon candle. That's so disgusting. It was awful. Um... Because you obviously it has to be the fall drinks. That's like the mm-hmm. promo they're having or whatever. But the latte one, I'm just saying you could get it and it doesn't taste like pumpkin spice. And for y'all that do like pumpkin spice, it is so good. They both are. I got them both. And I spent $6 on two venti drinks at Starbucks. I need My you one to is usually $8. $8. Anyway. Last year, mm-hmm. you tried to get me on the pumpkin cream cold foam i got it it was disgusting it's so good it's so good i was so angry with myself for letting you talk it's me so, into that it's so good i'm telling you my baby he made me like pumpkin spice and i'm so grateful because i love that shit now i hated it before i was pregnant now i eat it up eat it up love that shit anyway yeah. so go get strawberry cinnamon twists and or strawberry twists and coffee pumpkin spice Pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin. See, I'm looking at the menu right now. They do have a pumpkin chai, mm-hmm. which I feel like that would probably there be was a good couple. because there was two of them on there. Chai is already like you know super spicy. Mm-hmm. Not like spicy, spicy, but like you know spicy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, you so should that definitely. I might uh, try. You should. And your second one should be that latte one because that one I feel like you would like. It's very. When I say like 
an iced latte that doesn't taste like pumpkin spice it tastes like what i imagine when people say oh i order fraps or like a sugary coffee drink that's what it is like it's very creamy it's sugary it's you know yeah very fun and fluffy anyway it was fire and now i have one for the morning and i'm stoked we'll see what happens and i will be going every thursday i'll say we'll see what happens next thursday well good thing we record on thursdays huh that's true we're just gonna have a good ass Thursday and Friday. Starbies for life. <laughs> Honestly, after last week's episode where we were literally whispering about Starbucks. <laughs> Yo, the fact that we were whispering about it, and I don't even believe in the like the oh, that's basic. You know what I mean? Because especially yeah. with Starbucks, like yes, me and ninety eight percent of the world that mm-hmm. have Starbucks like Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know. So yes, call me a basic ass bitch, bro. Right. <laughs> um right like all the coffee snobs that live in this state and i'm just like can i just get a starbucks i will sit i will die on this hill because it is undeniably just good it's like chick-fil-a too organized right. too good it's just good right the rest is none of our concern <laughs> i mean the company is low-key trash but like that chicken it's that's what I'm saying. Like the, the item that we're getting is just good, right? And that's it. You know, right. so, good things. I did something else. It wasn't just the cinnamon twist or the strawberry twist. Oh shit! So you know how I hate the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like it took me, you know, three years to get my expired IUD out, and then even then, if you weren't there with me, I probably would have dipped out. And I felt sick to my stomach, and I was so nervous that my blood pressure was super high. They had to take it, like, eight times because they were concerned about my blood pressure. Because, so, I did not make a doctor's appointment. Damn it. I'm over here, like, I'm so ready. But I ordered some tests. Okay. Like, at home, take my blood, dab it on the piece of paper, send it back kind of thing okay what are we what are these tests for so i did a food sensitivity one which tests against like over 200 different types of foods okay because again like if you don't know have i talked about when i realized that i'm more than likely allergic to kiwi i feel like we've had that conversation (laughs) right right right. yeah so like there's other foods that like your body might be sensitive to that you just like don't realize like my migraines mm-hmm. and like my body pain and like you know just little things so i did that one and then i got a thyroid test mm-hmm. and a metabolism test nice so i'm gonna do all three of those when i get them so you're a basic you have a doctor's appointment without having a doctor's appointment right correct so interesting i mean good i'm glad i definitely well uh, I've been looking at these tests because they're, I don't know if you've seen, like, the advertisement for Everly Well is the brand. No. They have, like, the best, like, ratings. Like, there's, they're expensive. And there's mm-hmm. cheaper ones that you can get, but, like, their customer ratings aren't very high. So, I was mm-hmm. like, let me just get, like, the expensive ones. Like, and if you're going to go. If and they had a Labor Day that. sale. And I used my HSA card. But it was still, like, almost $400. Cheese and rice, bro. Before the Labor Day discount, it was like almost six hundred dollars. So, she's nice, but it came out of my HSA account, so it's not real money, girl math. I mean, I was just about to say that. I was like, "You're you're making money. This is a free doctor's payment." 
Right. Like, I'm paying into this account. I might as well fucking start using it, right? I'm not going to the doctor. I mean, that but, is true, though. Well, that's exciting. Also, like, if there is something weird or something wrong, it'll give me a reason to the doctor and be like, hey, this is what I want looked at. I don't want to worry about everything else. I want to talk about right. this one thing versus going in and be like, I don't know, I guess like a checkup. And their only response is going to be, well, we think you should lose weight. Mm-hmm. Because going to the doctor as a not small human, that's their answer for everything, regardless yeah. of your problems. It's because you're fat. Lose weight. Everything will right. be better. What? Right. I don't think right. it works that way, buddy. Because I guaranteed if I went yeah. in for my migraines, they would tell me to lose weight and my migraines would go away. Even though when I was yeah. skinny, I still had migraines. <laughs> Even though when I was, I've had these migraines since I was 10 years old. But you know, but that 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 doesn't matter. That's fake, right? Right. <laughs> so I'm hoping no. that doing this, like, if there's anything that's like weird, mm-hmm. I can go in and be like, "This is what I want to talk about. This is what I need fixed, not everything right. else." But well, even if everything comes back, oh, go ahead. I was just about to say, if everything comes back perfect, at least it gives you like a peace of mind that like you can check more stuff off of like your roster, like your list, right? You know, just. Yeah. Whatever. The three tests that I got are three of the more expensive ones that they do. So, like, Mm -hmm. there's other tests and stuff they can do. They do, like, vitamin deficiencies. There's, like, a women's health. There's, like, a whole bunch of other stuff that they do. So, Mm -hmm. I got the most expensive ones and the ones I've actually wanted. So, then, like, I can go back again, like, next year and buy, like, the other ones or whatever. Yeah, like, if you wanted to. Yeah. I definitely, though... Since I literally put like place order instant anxiety. Like what if something's wrong? What if I'm allergic to everything? What if I'm dying? Every reason you've avoided the doctor is now coming up to haunt you. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I don't and then even to like what if I poke my finger and nothing comes out? What if I can't get enough blood on this piece of paper? What if it gets lost in the mail? What like it's so bad. Shit. You know what this reminds me of? So when I was pregnant, my doctor's office was on the second floor. The lab place was on the first floor. What you would do is you would go up for your appointment uh-huh. and have your appointment, take vitals afterwards, get the, re- get the results in a few days or vice versa. You would go and get the lab test. It would be instant. So then you would go to your appointment, talk about it. Regardless, they weren't in the same room, same floor, whatever, right. two totally different facilities. And what they would do is they, you would be in one and then they would hand you said thing and say, take this to the next, to the other place, whether it be your doctor or the lab. And like I would your be blood vials stressed. or your piss. Like, yeah, they would be like, all right, perfect. Now go upstairs with it. Or like go downstairs with it. As I'm over here, like carrying my own blood and these little things. And I'm over here, like, I'm going to fall down the stairs. Like I'm going to land on my stomach. These things are going to break. It's going to be, you know what I mean? Like every worst case scenario. Someone's going to run the elevator, steal them from me. Like <laughs> Someone needs clean every- <laughs> It was like every single thing that could possibly go wrong between those two floors. I experienced like <laughs> the worst, well, the worst anxiety. And that's how I imagine that yeah, feels like, like what you're doing. I was like, okay, honestly, I got an email that they were having this Labor Day sale like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I put them in my cart. I put in the code and I was like, oh can't i can't close close the phone put the phone down i did not order these until monday night 
the last like you were possible just, second of the discount. Like you were just like sitting on it pondering. Right. I was like, do I need to do this? I mean, I should do it, but like, do I need to know? Because <laughs> like, that's part of why I don't go to the doctor. I don't want to know. I would rather not know. Because once I know, I panic. You know what I then did when she like... told me my blood pressure was high? I went and bought an Apple Watch. <laughs> Monitor. That is true. That is true. You did do that. I panicked. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe instead of panicking for no reason all the time, maybe knowing will like help alleviate some of the anxiety and like stress around it, you know? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe you won't have to walk around with a paper bag like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Shit. You well, I, you know what I don't have? Hiding. A paper bag a paper in bag? my bag. Maybe I should. <laughs> You have everything else, a stress ball, all this and that. Right. I'm like, we're here like panicking, like ripping apart my (laughs) cuticles because that's my, that's my stress release, which that's one thing I've always done that like my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that like, that is for sure like an anxiety coping mechanism until I saw a meme about it. And then you were like, like like, you had that realization. I was like, I'm not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) which is why i miss having my nails done because then i couldn't pick up my cuticles but i am right there with you from a nail biter to a cuticle picker for sure over here see i've never been a nail biter but like let me get one dry cuticle my my hands bleeding for the rest of the day (laughs) to have have the skin on your thumbs missing yeah (laughs) yeah can't oh shit Okay, we ready to get into the rest of this? Just go deeper into this topic? Ain't anxiety a bitch. (laughs) Um, Can I ask you a question? Of course. So we talked about this, I think probably over the last two episodes that you have recently started therapy. Yes. Which I'm very happy for. Um, Me too. (laughs) Although it's only been a short time. Have you started to kind of notice things that might trigger you or that you might respond or your body might respond in a physical way at all? I would say since talking to a therapist and being able to have somebody like help me draw connections to certain things, I've definitely been able to pinpoint things a lot easier. Uh So for example, being... When I ask somebody something, especially like in my corporate job, and they get defensive about that, whatever mm-hmm. said thing is, it'll be a very simple, hey, you are working on this. What's the update, for example? Right. And they'll be like, just like straight in defense mode. Like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. You know, just like going into it. Right. In moments like that, I've noticed that like my chest literally tightens because I want to be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like that is not, you know what I mean? Like, right. obviously it's not the direction I wanted the conversation to go, but situations like that where they just like feel some type of way, whichever yeah. that way may be. I just noticed it. I just noticed more like that specifically because it happens more often, you know, mm-hmm. that it bothers the hell out of me. Like, like that physical feeling. Board. Yeah, like nails on a yeah. chalkboard. Like my palms get sweaty. Like I'm just like annoyed and frustrated and anxious about what I'm going to say to them, not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is so funny because I feel like most people, it's like the other way around where they're anxious about what people are going to say. And you're like, I'm worried about what I'm going to say. <laughs> Like you can't control your own brain or something. Yeah. I was like, I'm over here trying to keep myself calm and collective. I don't care how you feel. 
right? This is a very acquaintance like relationship we have going on here. I need to ask you questions. You need to ask me questions. We need to get the answers. And then that's the end of the, end of the, this for that, you know? So when emotion gets brought into it from the other party, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're going to say something and then I'm going to kill you with kindness and be like, the way that you're approaching this literally does not put any positive attributes to the situation. Right. And then you're going to hear it as you're doing a shit job and then it's going to go downhill from there. So I need you to just give me my goddamn answer. <laughs> Ooh, so so what I've like heard that. is that when emotions are high, your palms get sweaty, your chest gets tight. <laughs> any other physical feelings? Or is it just like those two things that you're just like, like you get tense or... Um, I would say I probably get like physically, if you were looking at me, I probably get like flushed, uh-huh. like in my cheeks and stuff. But like the yeah. physical feeling that I like actually feel is probably just like my actual body temperature. Uh huh. And like I clench my jaw really hard as like a thinking, trying to keep it together. <laughs> uh huh. I understand. I understand that one for sure. Uh, so recently, was, oh, go ahead. I was gonna. I was literally gonna get into that. I was about to say. So those are mine. Since you're focusing on the physical part, is something. Uh... So yeah. So probably over the last few weeks, I've noticed that when I start to like, it usually happens when I'm trying to finish something quickly, whether I'm at work okay. or if I'm editing. I feel this almost like you know when something like tickles you like that sensation that goes up your body Mm -hmm. it almost feels like that through my shoulders and my back like it's the weirdest feeling and it's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world and I literally have to like stand up and like shake my body and then like (laughs) like stretch I can't like I can't it's hard to describe this feeling that I feel Mm -hmm. I noticed it at work where my desk is it's kind of like in a corner area and there's not a lot of airflow so in the summertime it gets really warm in this corner in the afternoon and I had some parts that I was looking at that we cannot touch with our bare hands we have to wear gloves and I had the gloves on and I could feel myself starting to panic because you were like getting hot because I was getting warm I had these gloves on I feel like I couldn't control I couldn't feel anything with my hands Mm -hmm. I was like dripping in sweat and I could just feel this feeling down my back as soon as I took the gloves off I was fine and it's happened (laughs) every time I've had to put gloves on it works since do gloves stress you out I mean, I'm not a big fan of gloves. Even like in the wintertime, I don't really wear gloves because I feel like I can't mm-hmm. like do anything with my hands. Does it make you but feel like think, claustrophobic? A little bit. I think that's part of it. Because I actually, yeah, because I feel that. I used to, when I used to snowboard, I would get that feel like the second we would stop, I would have to take off my gloves. Didn't matter if like I was frozen or, you know, yeah. whatever it was. I could be in the middle of the snow in the dark and I would have to have my gloves off. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit the claustrophobic that's coming. That's so, what's making me like, anxious. Yeah. I mean, it might be. So I told my coworker, I go, the next time these parts come through, I cannot look at them. Like I physically cannot put these gloves on again. Like I could feel my body freaking out. And it was very mm-hmm. hard for me to hold it together to finish doing this <laughs> so job. How did, I feel like it's so weird. So how me. does that correlate to you being at home? I mean, I don't wear gloves at home. But I also I know, so but but your first when I was editing, I was editing I was like, okay, I have to get this done 
in the next hour. I'm giving myself one hour to finish this. So the closer I got to that hour, the more uncomfortable my body felt. And like literally just like tingles and sh- all over my back so, and my shoulders. And I was like, I have to stand up. I have to move. I have to like stretch. I have to do something. Like I cannot sit here anymore. <laughs> but it's just my shoulders and my back. Do you think so? In this hour that you were sitting on your bed or wherever editing, mm-hmm. you gave yourself an hour time limit and you said, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done in this time frame. Within that time frame, an hour, whatever you were doing, were you running behind? No. Did you feel like you were running behind? I mean, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. So the reason I'm asking this is because my... Go ahead. part of your... I would say that's part of my anxiety is feeling like I'm not doing enough, which is why I tend to overwork. But then I get anxious about that. Oh, like how you're running. Right. <laughs> well, so, it's so back to the whole glove thing about like being like almost claustrophobic with the gloves on. Uh-huh. I was wondering if you were creating that same like claustrophobic feeling, but with the work with you were time. trying to do. Like you saw the time closing in on you. And yeah, then because I just was staring like at was the clock. Longer. Yeah, because I'm just staring right. at the clock every minute that goes by. And I'm like, how come I'm not, how come I'm not further along? <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's probably part of it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just feel like. That's like what's helping. <laughs> Yeah. And then again, like it being hot, my body being warm, like the Mm -hmm. workspace being warm, it just like makes it 10 times worse for me. That is a very weird sensation. cannot wait for it to be like three degrees outside so that I don't have to feel like (laughs) Because I, again, I don't remember ever feeling this way, like physically until probably a few weeks ago. But I have noticed like... My anxiety has definitely been manifesting a lot more physically lately. Like my whole body just hurts for literally like no reason. Just no reason. Like when I wake up in the morning, I, it feels like I ran a marathon. Like my legs are so sore. And well, I like think, you're holding all that tension. Yeah. So I think that's the thing is like, there's been a lot of drama at work lately with some other people and I'm like trying really hard to just like let it go and not deal with it and just kind of ignore it. So I mm-hmm. think that part of my like my anxiety around that situation is just manifesting physically in my body. Like right like now. Like you mentally are like trying my, to let it go. Right. But like right now my hands hurt so bad. From this very. no reason. Like from what we're talking about is like increasing it or are you just like, you no, like it's work been a, and this it's been, been a whole, it's been all day. Like oh. I've been doing like this, like hand exercises all day long because my hands just mm-hmm. hurt for literally no reason. I mean, is this like a new thing that you come across? Um, It's definitely been or more so more so recently. Like there's been times where like I will wake up in the morning and feel like I got ran over by a truck for no reason. Like my into all of my muscles and all of my joints just hurt. Mm-hmm. Do you and f- go ahead? I was gonna say, did you see this like at all when you first started? You know, taking so, care of your anxiety and like I've definitely dealt with like full body pain for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I just never associated it with anxiety. But when I break down to the days when I do hurt versus what happened at work or what happened in my life the day before, mm-hmm. it's definitely like goes hand in hand. Like if I have like a you... breezy day, I will wake up tomorrow totally fine. If I have like something happen in the day that I can't control, but it's causing other issues or if I have a, a disagreement with some something that is part of 
my anxiety, then the next day I definitely feel it physically. And it's definitely been happening more lately. Like it doesn't actually, like even though you can mentally let it go, you're like, fuck it, I won't worry about it right now. Like you're still like tense and like caught up from that like like, energy feeling. Yeah, Yeah, like my body like holds on to that energy. Mm -hmm. So that's been one thing like that and the whole like body tingling when I wear gloves <laughs> really yeah, killed me I know and like it was and it's so uncomfortable like I it feels like I have to stand and even when I stand mm-hmm. like my whole body is just like oh my god like I can't until those gloves are off of me mm-hmm. or until I press send or save and close my laptop the feeling does not go away and it is a it's, very weird sensation, mm-hmm. but it's also a very weird thought to put like this stress and anxiety feeling into a physical manifestation. Because like having so like a, you know, having a headache or a stomach ache, having a headache or a stomach ache are very common, like anxiety, like triggers or caught or like, you know, manifestations, I guess, if you will. Like yeah, a like lot they, of come, people they go anxiety, hand in hand. Right, often. It was like, oh, I just always feel sick. And that's your anxiety. Mm-hmm. But like having these like actual physical feelings or pains, mm-hmm. it's a very odd thing to like link those two things together in your brain. Like your brain is like, why are, why do you hurt? And it like can't put together that it's like an energy thing, not a physical thing. Mm-hmm. When a lot of when you're dealing with anxiety or any sort of like mental health it's usually right before and right after Mm -hmm. but in that moment where like the peak annoyance or uncomfortable situation is happening where yours is eight hours ahead of time right you know or like the next day even that's Mm -hmm. when like your physical symptoms I guess show yeah so I can definitely see like how it would be hard to relate those concepts like I just woke up feeling like shit versus yesterday I had a shitty day right but your body's not like hey you're gonna be sore as fuck right (laughs) because you know yeah yeah it's it drives me crazy there's days when I like even just like laying down for bed I literally Mm -hmm. get to the point where I cannot sleep because my legs hurt so bad like it feels like a compression socks around it or something yeah well yes and no it's definitely more of like joint pain than it is muscle pain like it'll be my knees my ankles my toes Mm -hmm. they just ache and my grandma has like eight different arthritis Mm -hmm. and i have been tested for a couple of them when i was younger because of the pain that i was feeling and they were all negative tests Mm -hmm. because for a long time it was like oh i just have like early arthritis but like it's not all the time Mm -hmm. like if it was you know Every other night, it would make more sense of it being something physical versus when something traumatic or emotional happens, that's when I feel the pain. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that you are to that point where you can start to see both side by side like that. Because in mine, because I am newer to my, and I'm not diagnosed with anxiety. Right. I have not been diagnosed. Obviously, I'm like working with a therapist and I'm taking the steps and it's like there. Like we've talked about it being there. We've communicated about it, but I'm not taking medication for it. My, mm-hmm. I don't go to therapy for anxiety. Right. right. So for mine, it's not necessarily on the back burner. We know it's there, but it's not the reason that brought me to therapy. So mm-hmm. 
we bring that in when it needs to be brought in. Right. It's not like the main focus. So I also have really bad, right. I also have really bad body pain sometimes. And I never, I've brought this up to her, but in completely different context, but it would be interesting to see if that was related to that or if it was related to something else, but I just haven't got there yet. So that's interesting yeah. that you have already hit that point right. where you and your therapist, I'm assuming have talked about yeah dead situations and like how this could correlate and like what your body's doing in response to I think Mm -hmm. that's really cool it is and it's one of those things where it's like it makes me feel like hey I'm not crazy because there were times where I would be like this has to be in my head like my I shouldn't feel like this I mean even in my like early 20s there would be days where I like I can't walk like my hips and my knees are so sore for no reason and I was like, am I crazy? Like, is this pain not real? So I to, mean, like, if no one's helping you figure that right. out. <laughs> and if you don't take the time to, like, help yourself out, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, is this real? Am I making this up? What is happening? But well, now when I'm I think you're... back to that stuff, I'm like, oh, I was just in really shitty situations and my body was trying to tell me to get out. <laughs> Your body's like fighting response internally. Yeah. So while we're still on this, when you were 20, in your 20s or whatever, mm-hmm. when do you think your like really pivotal moment was with your anxiety? Like obviously you've had it for who knows how long. There's no price tag on it. You know, it could have started right. very no small and worked out yeah. to whatever. I mean, I definitely but... feel like it's something that I have dealt with since I was a child. Like I was always a very shy, very nervous kid. I mm-hmm. always felt sick to my stomach on the first day of school. Even when I started working, every day that I had to work, when I would walk into my job, I would instantly feel sick to my stomach. And it was in so that when you was, would walk to your job. Like when I would walk in the front door of my job to go clock in. Oh yeah. Like I would just like instantly feel sick. And it was just because oh. of the anxiety I had around interacting with people, especially my mm-hmm. first job, which was retail, I had to interact with people. I hate that. Like That's one of my like big things is like interacting with strangers. It's so uncomfortable for me. Like, I just like it. And I hate it. I would love to be able just to go out and talk to anybody. But like the thought of that terrifies me. Like you get like super like anxious and like worked up around the thought of like, just be like holding your own presence in somebody else that you don't know. Yes, 100%. So it's definitely been something that I like knew was there. I just didn't have a name for it. And also for a long time, Mm -hmm. I just thought that's how everybody felt. They're just better at hiding it. And then talking I mean, if mental to health's people, not talked about, you really only have excuses you can make up in your head. Right. You know? Yeah. But then like getting older, talking to people, realizing that like this stuff isn't like and not everybody is dealing with this. Some people mm-hmm. don't have any of these feelings ever. Like what a dream. It is kind of interesting to try to picture a life where you're not just like a little electricity ball inside. Yeah. Like, just, like, worked up and, like, overwhelmed mm-hmm. over just, like, existing. Yeah. Or, like, normal day-to-day. Like, for example, how we both wear headphones into the grocery store. Yep. Like, there's people that just go to the grocery store. And they'll just talk casually. to anybody. And, yeah. I was like, and they'll talk to people about what kind of bread they're buying. Yeah. You know what I'm doing? Wearing my headphones so I can avoid people talking about I'm like, bread Please don't buying. look at me. Please don't look at me. Please don't ask me if I need help. Please yeah. let everything be where I can reach it because I cannot ask for help. <laughs> Because let me tell you, being short, (laughs) being short at the grocery store, it's the worst. (laughs) But 
I couldn't imagine having to ask for help at the grocery store, though. I've only done it a couple times. Usually, I just will say, well, I'm not getting that. Or I will just, like, that climb feels. the shelf. Or, like, climb into the freezer trying to get the thing that's <laughs> all the way back. Since we're on this grocery store thing, the second I'm in self-checkout and I have to have one of those people come talk to me to fix something, instantly stressed. You know, if you know what, forget it. I'll come back tomorrow. Anxiety all-time high. I actually start sweating every single time. I fucking hate that. When? God. Did you feel like you're, like, do you feel like you've always had this anxiety or do you think it's been something that's been heightened recently? I would definitely say I had it and I've had it for a long time. Like there was definitely situations where I would be, like, I'm a pretty like outgoing person when I need to be, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was definitely situations where I would be like, I am overly uncomfortable and I can't like pinpoint like why or like what about this specific situation I've been in a million times is making me uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I was definitely, I definitely noticed like specific times before, but I would say the last, the period between like my last boyfriend Uh and me having a baby Uh uh-huh I have definitely just like grown mentally just in every aspect of the word right and not just through a therapist just like looking inward and like just researching on like everything like undoing all the shit that's just been done to me generational trauma like all the things you know Uh uh-huh and I think with that I'm just like starting to lower that like shield that I've just like always had up to like keep myself safe essentially right that as I'm lowering that and like just expanding the horizons if you will I feel like my anxiety is increasing because I'm letting people like get closer to me I'm being like more open about shit I'm being more vulnerable yeah so like as I'm getting I'm growing emotionally I feel like my anxiety is getting worse because of I'm putting myself in harder situations. Yeah. So now that I'm talking with a therapist, I think it's just at an all-time high. <laughs> I mean, I, would I feel that. for sure worse now than it's ever been in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is something that I've always felt. It was definitely the last few years. It has for sure been a lot heightens which Mm -hmm. is part of why I I mean it got to the point where like I would just lay in bed from the moment I got home Friday until I had to get up and go to work on Monday because I did not want to be outside I did not want to be around people it just made me so uncomfortable I mean, even like you didn't hanging... have to like deal with the yeah. right. I mean, even hanging out in our with our group, doing like our game nights and stuff. Like I would mm-hmm. stress out about it. Right, just like having to exist in other people's presence, yeah. like put on that like hi, hello, I'm here. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely like. I think when I said this is enough, I some I need I need to figure this out. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. what, a year ago now? Yeah, I think pretty that was when I was just like, I cannot continue to live my life being uncomfortable doing literally anything. Mm-hmm. Like even things you enjoy, you can't enjoy because you're uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, the thought of taking, even just taking the kayak out by myself, the thought of that, I did it a million times when we first got mm-hmm. him. I mean, you were working Saturdays and I would go constantly by myself. The thought mm-hmm. of doing that by myself now, not going to happen. You're like, I would never. No. Mm-mm. I mean, mm. taking it on and off my car, people staring like, no, absolutely not. Just the whole situation asked me you were so down for. Yeah. 
And I hate that. Well, I've noticed that just in just talking to other people and like my experiences hearing you, you know, our other friends, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. I've heard that people, or I heard the lack of people talking about how anxiety changes. Yes. Like the when I first started noticing it, the reasons were not the same. Things that I would like your kayak situation, things I would willy nilly do without question. Mm-hmm. I also question now. Yeah. Like even like, yeah, even going places with people I'm a hundred percent comfortable with or like things that I would, for example, I would go swimming down the river or jumping off rocks or whatever the case is. You know what I'm not doing today? Jumping off a rock into a river? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah, it sucks. So there's a lot think- of stuff. Well, and that's the thing too, is that like another thing people don't really talk about is when you have anxiety, the anxiety you have is usually around just like average everyday things. So you tend to get, you lean to the more like risky side of life because that makes you feel okay versus like the everyday things that make you feel anxious. Mm -hmm. So there was a period in my time where I would literally meet up with strangers, didn't even know their name. Literally. I I should not be alive today because of the things that we did five years ago, you know? I was just about to say, I was like, I was living that like high life too. And I don't mean like we were high on drugs, but I just mean like if you're combating a feeling with a feeling, doesn't matter what it is, a feeling that's stronger than that. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm stressed out and I'm anxious in the moment about meeting up with somebody on the first date if I don't so like your story if you don't go have a drink with them because a drink is like very casual very like mm-hmm. personal intimate whatever if you go meet them in a scary sketchy ass situation you don't know their name you don't even know the outcome it's that like, anxiety that or it's terrifying a... like scary edgy part of that that's combating your anxiety so it's like right. overthrowing it's like the in- it's like do I want to be dealing with anxiety or do I want to have a little bit of adrenaline running through my veins doing something yeah. I know that isn't safe yeah it's right. definitely so you just definitely use switching that. one feeling for the other and see that's almost like a self-medicating thing right because you're trying mm-hmm. to not feel these feelings so you're trying to feel other feelings right so then that goes into the excessive drinking at the time also was a self-medication because I was trying not to feel these feelings. Mm -hmm. And now that I am feeling these feelings, I feel like the walls are closing in where they didn't used to be because my anxiety around things is changing and I'm noticed and I'm like paying attention to it versus trying to ignore it or not connecting the dots. You're like present. Yeah. Yeah, you're like present in that feeling. You're like letting yourself feel the feeling instead of masking it with something, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever, you know, anything that's going to give you a more exhilarated feeling than anxiety. Right. And that's where the medication has helped me is because I am a very like emotional person. Mm -hmm. I could not imagine doing the therapy and doing the things that I have done over the year without the medication. I would have had to quit my job. Did you, so kind of briefly like run through that real fast. So what was your, the medical side of your journey? Like therapist, medication, going so to therapy. Started, right. Like, so it started with the online therapist mm-hmm. and that was like the first couple weeks. It was twice a week and it was mostly just like questionnaires. Like, how do you feel about your work situation today? How did you feel about driving to work today? How did you feel driving was home it a, from work today? Was it a live person? 
no, the first couple of weeks was just online. So like once a day, oh. I think it was twice a week, I would get basically a survey to answer mm-hmm. the questions. Right. And as I'm starting to answer these questions and actually like put words to my feelings, I was like, there's mm-hmm. no way I can function as a human being this way. I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep feeling like I'm going to cry driving to work. I can't right. be at work feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. Because that's how I felt. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. Mm-hmm. Everything I was doing wrong. I had no idea what I'm doing. I was just faking it. Knowing that I am actually one of the best people at my job. But in my mind, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, it's that you're not good enough. So I had all this anxiety yeah. and I just could not function. Like I would literally come home and just cry every day. Mm-hmm. And so this that was being overwhelmed. Yeah. So that was one. That was when the medication got brought up was, are you going to be able to continue doing this work on yourself and emotionally be able to function in the world? And it was absolutely, I don't think so. So it was, let's do three months on Lexapro, a low dose and see where we're at. We'll mm-hmm. continue the therapy once a week. We'll, you know, we'll get you the prescription and then we'll do this questionnaire again at the end of the three months and it was night and day so my answers to these questions mm-hmm. and now and what was your review like i mean so the lexa that was the thing too is it was like if you don't feel any different we'll try something else there's a million different things we can try so the lexapro works great for me it doesn't work for everybody everybody mm-hmm. is different i had a cousin that got prescribed lexapro and it did not work for her they did like that's, a, yeah that's with every medication right. you got to do trial and error Right. So like it works great for me. I feel better. I feel like I can handle things. Do I still definitely have anxiety? It's not nearly what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I can go to group events and have a good time. I can go like, somewhere new can. and not obsess over the route I'm going to take to get there and where I'm going to park. Because mm-hmm. that was another thing. If I was going somewhere new, I would Google Earth every inch of the area and I would memorize it. So I knew exactly so where I could didn't, park. Yeah, you didn't get into like a stress driving on the block situation or whatever right. you would be yeah. in. Right so like now I don't have to Google where I'm going until I'm in the car and I need directions. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have to I mean, come I like home. That's a huge improvement. I don't have to come home and cry. Mm-hmm. I don't have to keep everything inside and then have these emotional outbursts to my friends and my family. Because that was another like thing. Blowing up like blowing because of all Yeah, the... I would just try to... And that's one thing about my past relationship that I feel guilty for, is I put a lot of stuff on him that didn't need to be on him because I didn't just know like how else to handle it. Everything I get, like bottling up and then... Yeah, I would just get so overwhelmed with everything in my life and I would just let it all go on him. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't comfortable letting it go on anybody else. Right. Just like lashing out because you guys were arguing or whatever. Right. And it was easier because we were long distance. I didn't have to see him. Right. You know, I could just flip my phone over and pretend like he didn't exist for the day. So it was easy to lash out. And I, I mean, yeah, definitely not healthy, regret a but... lot of that. No. And like I said, I regret yeah. a lot of my behavior in that relationship, but I am not at all that person anymore. I mean, I feel like I mean, I that's am literally all that matters. We all do not shitty shit. The person I, right. <laughs> the end of the day. Right. And that's the thing is like recognizing it. And that was one thing too, when I started the therapy was realizing that like, maybe I was the problem. Like he wasn't an angel, but like there was a lot of things that happened. And it was like, well, maybe, maybe I did cause a lot of this mm-hmm. because it like was when you're easier, really looking because it was easier to pick a fight with him mm-hmm. than it was to pick a fight with you or pick a fight with my coworkers or, mm-hmm. you know, like bring up confrontation to whoever needed the right. Whoever actual, I could just like you know. release all of my emotion onto. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to do that with him. And that was one thing that he didn't understand how to handle that. 
which is something one of our friends is having issues with in her relationship is that the person she's with is struggling with his his anxiety and Mm -hmm. he won't get help for it which is another big issue but she doesn't she's never felt any sort of anxiety feelings like I was talking to her a few weeks ago because she was like Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do and I said have you ever felt like sick to your stomach going somewhere or like so nervous that you like your body hurt and she said no I've never felt that way at all Mm-hmm. And I said, until you understand that, you're never going to understand him. And she's like, I'm trying. I mean, is- and I go, it's hard if you don't understand it. So like there's things I told her, oh, I want you to do research. I want you to talk to somebody even if he won't so that you understand why he acts the way he does sometimes and how you should react to that. Because that's things that I wish that my ex would have done that he didn't. And I don't think even to this day, I don't think he would take the time to figure out how to communicate with me or how to understand why I was acting or saying the things that I was. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, in both situations, I feel like anybody with anxiety, you can't be in a relationship with somebody and not know your partner has anxiety. That's simply not something that's not going to come up at some point in time. Right. You're either going to hear your partner say, I have anxiety or I'm feeling really anxious or nervous or stressed or, you know, notice Hmm. their stomach hurting on the way to events or notice they don't want to go outside very often. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see patterns or their way of like, you know, staying away from it or like mm-hmm. not have using their social battery whatever it is I definitely feel I'm on the opposite side of this where I wasn't ever focused on my issues mm-hmm. but I've always been focused on everybody else's and we've talked yeah. about this time forever like holding a cushion for everyone else's fall right um so I am that person that takes the time to I will sit there and research not shit about me but I will sit there and research about like other people and why they're reacting to me this way and like Mm -hmm. you know like how do I talk in front of them like why is why are they getting upset when I say this da 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 you know but as somebody that hasn't dealt with my own shit and then get bad reactions or not helpful reactions to when I'm lashing out or whatever you want to call it, or I'm having an explosive emotional moment or, you know, whatever it is. Right. You can't explain that to somebody that doesn't know what anxiety is in that moment. Right. So like for a friend situation in any relationship, doesn't matter, friend, significant other, whatever. If friend, one family. has anxiety and one's never felt it, it's going to take both parties. <laughs> yeah. One has to look inward and one has to look outward, you know? Yeah, for sure. For any type of resolution in that way there's literally no way yeah that anybody could be on the same page without doing the research no and it's difficult like i know that i am difficult i don't want to be difficult right like i don't wake up mm-hmm. wanting to be this way right so that relationship it was a why are you always mad at me why are you i don't know Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why you trigger me, but you do. And I don't know why I feel like you're the person I can dump on. But I wish mm-hmm. you would say, let me let me take the time and do some research to figure out how I can be better for you in these situations. Those were steps that I wanted him to take, but I couldn't articulate that to him. And he didn't, you know, he's never dealt with it. He's right. dealt he's with... Like, what are you, you're distressed. Like, you're pissed all the time. You're, right. mad, you're you know... You're, yeah, I mean, he's had... out on me, whatever. He's had a lot of loss in his life, so he's dealt with a lot of grief. But that is something that, like, diminishes over time, right? Like, grief gets better over time. Mm-hmm. Versus... 
anxiety, depression, whatever you want to call it, it usually gets worse over time. Unless like mental health active, is something that stays. Yeah. Like unless you are actively working on it, it's only going to get worse. Right. Like mental health is a disease. Grieving is a, a feeling in a specific situation. Like right. it's very situational. So he understood grief and feeling, you know, depressed and whatever for small mm-hmm. periods of time. But having somebody in your life who has been dealing with, I mean, I remember being 11 years old and wanting to end my own life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that you're a child at that point. Right. But I felt like I was not shit. good enough and that ev- the world would be so much better if I wasn't a part of it. And mm-hmm. having those thoughts at 11 years old versus having those thoughts in your 30s. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> right. And then dealing with mm-hmm. that alone because I couldn't tell my mom. Right. Mental health right? About. So now that I'm an adult and I still still have all of these feelings and I didn't know how to deal with them to then have mm-hmm. somebody who I guess refused to deal with help me deal with them who was right. too busy with his own life and his own friends and his own family that again it was easier for him to just turn his phone off than to communicate with mm-hmm. me one in those situations where you're and that yeah that's just a hard situation on both parties you know at that point you're so worked up like you're just seeing red so whether you are communicating or aren't communicating the words that you're you are getting across aren't what you want to get across oh 100 like i take because you're responsibility because you're past the boiling point you know yeah like Like the 11 year old tara (laughs) wants like just comfort and to be acknowledged and heard and whatever but like you're saying just like angry, nasty shit because all you can feel is mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Either smile or frown. There's no other other feeling. Yeah. So like I said, I take uh, him and I have not had this conversation. And like sometimes I feel like I want to have this conversation with him, but I just don't think he's going to get it even at this point. So like I take full responsibility for my actions. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things where like I wish he would have reacted differently in the situations. But again, I can't, you know, I can't make somebody react the way I need them to. So let's stay here for a second. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. We always come back because like our exes are huge moments in our life, you know, like you Mm -hmm. live and you learn, whatever. Yours specifically, obviously, yeah, was your like last like partner and it was Mm -hmm. very hot and like hot and cold. You know, like you had a lot of ups and downs. Like you thought you were going to marry him, but you also wanted to unalive him at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of feelings in this situation. So Mm -hmm. in this instance, you're saying you sometimes want to have this conversation with him, right? Mm -hmm. And that's because today we are talking about mental health and anxiety (laughs) and all the things, you know, I'm going to text Sarah in two days and ask her that. And you'd be like, this motherfucker texts me about the phone bill and I'm triggered all over again. And I want to go off on him. (laughs) So now I just want to, like, do you actually feel that like you're doing better? Your mental health is doing better. You've gone a hundred levels above where you were at when you were with him. So like Mm -hmm. you are a completely different person. He might also be, but you don't see the depths of him. Like, obviously he doesn't see the depths of you now, but you have this situational like memory of you guys together. So Mm -hmm. you're that person you were, he was that person he was, regardless of who you are now. That's what you remember. So in a conversation, if he was like, hey, I really have some, you know, untalked about feelings about our relationship. Do you think you would actually be able to like open up to him? Like, honestly, like you do with me about him? Um, I think 
well, so we did have a conversation about a month ago because he sends me money for the phone bill. I say thank mm-hmm. you. Usually that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Or he'll say you're welcome or whatever. Last month, it was a, you're welcome. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? I miss talking to you. I might come, like, I want to go down. I want to spend a weekend down there and maybe we can hang out. And I was like, stop. I go, let me ask you a question. I go, because when our when our relationship ended, it was because you needed time to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you actually changed anything in your life? Is anything in your life different than from, from what it was two years ago? Any mm-hmm. part of it? His response is, well, I've done some self-reflection. And I said, but you haven't actually done anything to change, to like change your actions or your behaviors or make better choices in your life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I think so. And I said, well, let me ask you, when was the last time you had sex with somebody? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, like a couple weeks ago. And I said, are you dating that person? No. And I said, okay. I go, that is a different lifestyle than what I'm living. Mm -hmm. And then I said, when was the last time you got drunk or high? And his response to me was, well, if I drink or smoke, I'm a bad person. I said, that's (laughs) not at all what I said. So it was that day or the day before. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I said, what I'm telling you is that you can tell me that you miss me. You can tell me you think about us. You can tell me you want there to be more you can tell me that you still love me and i may feel that same way mm-hmm. but regardless of my feelings we are not on the same page like it will never be enough until he like no. really like put in credible right. like work right and i go you will always be <clears throat> the right person wrong time mm-hmm. regardless of what and i go i don't know if there will ever be a right time until your lifestyle matches up with my lifestyle mm-hmm. There will never be a an us. And of course, his response is, well, I don't know what I'll say. Don't tell me. I anything. mean, don't yeah, tell me I was like, at that point, us. he's just Don't tell me you still love me. Right. Yeah. Like, he's very content living the life he's living. And I am And not. y'all, if you're not aware of this situation, she is coming from a I'm healing journey. And he is very living that bachelor. I wouldn't Blow say. my like, paycheck in the weekend on alcohol. I was just about to say, I was barbecues. like. Like, I'm he's a partier. A paycheck to paycheck but for sure has an addictive personality like yes. drugs alcohol gambling gambling yeah yeah like staying in the trenches you know what i'm saying he's down right. there and thriving so like yeah. when he was sober when we were together when he was sober mm-hmm. it was so good he was so good mm-hmm. i mean he was the kindest person i have ever been with when he was sober like he was present with you yes and mm-hmm. as soon as he started drinking again, like everything went down the toilet. Yeah. Just all of it gone. And it sucks. I mean, but I'm over here working on myself, trying to be a better human, trying to better my life. Uh-huh. And he's just content living that party life. And I'm well, and not just, that girl. You are not somebody with an addictive personality to begin no. with. And we've talked about that. But somebody who has an addictive personality and is actively addicted to even look at me. You've known me when I've been addicted to things. Like I'm a completely Mm -hmm. different person on and off one thing, let alone 10 things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you're addicted to like the work hard, play hard, smoking, drinking, sex, not giving a damn, not having any credible anything to your life or existence, you know, you're not thinking about anything else, you know? Right. So I can never picture. That's kind of why I like asked you about if you would actually have that honest conversation with him or if 
that's like your point of view, but he's not, you don't feel like he's in the right mindset to even hold that real honest conversation. No. Like I said, I definitely would like to apologize for him for the things Mm -hmm. that I put him through Mm because I was not a good girlfriend for a very long time. And I acknowledge that. But until he can acknowledge that he was also not a good boyfriend and that the choices he's making or that made back then and is still making aren't good choices to live Uh like a cohesive life. Like, I don't think I can apologize to him and him receive it in the way that I need him to. Uh Like it would just be like, like his response would be like, yeah, you're you're a bitch or like, 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 don't worry about it. Like, oh, it's in the past. So it doesn't matter. And I'm like, well, it does matter because it's part of healing and it's part of growing. It's not like a... And not like an actual, something... I could see how that helped ruin our relationship and like me doing this encouraged those, you know, like an actual. Right. And that's something that I have talked to my therapist about is like having these, I don't say regret, but like remorse feelings for mm-hmm. that relationship. I mean, it's been over two years mm-hmm. and I still have these like grieving feelings about that relationship sometimes. And I fucking May hate I it. May I ask what your therapist's response was to that? Um, Again, it was having that conversation mm-hmm. and then she even suggested just writing a letter and mailing it. If you, if I didn't feel like he was capable of having the conversation, writing mm-hmm. my feelings down in a letter and my apologies and my remorse, like just writing it down and sending it and letting it go. And he'll receive the letter. He may or may not read it. That doesn't matter. What matters is that I did what you I like, needed to go do. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely something that I, I definitely have some things written down. Mm-hmm. Like if I took the time to put them into a letter, I would send it. It's just mm-hmm. doing that step. I was like, I mean, that's a fucking hurdle. I don't know why anybody's act. Nobody can sit here and act like that's not a hard fucking thing to do is say not only was I a shitty fucking person to mm-hmm. this other human that I loved, you know? Right. But I now have to, two and a half years later, have to write a letter saying that I was a shitty person and yeah. saying, I'm sorry for being a shitty person. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And then, and then send it to another like adult. Like I said, and the other side of that with. is his response. You know, right. if he like, doesn't like acknowledge it and accept it, then I'm going to feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Like he has so to deal with however the right. outcome is. Yeah. So that's definitely yeah, that's a hard road, step. roadblocks that I need to deal with. It's just easier not to sometimes. No, of course. I mean, that is just a hard ass situation, period. I do think that you should write it down. Don't commit to sending it because I do understand how that's a hard fucking step. It's like also not the best person to receive anything. Have you bought stamps? <laughs> they're expensive. Why the fuck am I buying stamps? <laughs> Don't. They're expensive. I'm not sending any letters, <laughs> but you should write it down. Down, though because that is something yeah. my therapist always like goes back to she's like just every time you can't talk about it just write it down whether it goes anywhere right. or if it doesn't you know that way you just get it out because mm-hmm. that's definitely about that, but you should right because that's definitely part of my anxiety too is that i hold on to things for too long mm-hmm. and i let them build up and then it causes these like fears and that'll trigger my anxiety and that'll trigger like you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's just like uh like it just starts to connect up. and yeah yeah, yeah. That's one of my big things is holding on to things for too long mm-hmm. that I am trying to work on. But it's fucking hard. Working on yourself is hard. Like, it's so say, worth it, but it's fucking hard. Like, I've been doing this for yeah. a year now. Uh-huh. And, like, even you just starting, like, I remember how I felt when I just started. Uh-huh. So I can only imagine how you're feeling with a baby. It's a 
No, I'm not going to sit here and sell it anything else. Then it's a bitch. And I don't mean like, I mean, obviously working on yourself day to day, like you could read stuff. You can be on the mental health side of TikTok. You can listen to these podcasts that are, you know, about manifesting or, you know, staying glass half full and just the morning and being grateful that you're alive. And, you know, all these just like positive, like we can do it vibes. Yeah. And that's great. Continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And you might even make through the week like that. Because I was, you know, I've been working on myself for a long time now, but it's been at my own pace when I want it to. No one was there asking me shit. I wasn't comfortable answering at the time. Yeah. You know, because you're your own safe zone. You're only going to face the things you're comfortable facing. So when somebody else is sitting in front of you, or like for me, I have like a virtual therapist. So when Mm -hmm. she's sitting on Zoom talking to me and I'm, and she's asking me shit that I subconsciously was avoiding asking myself or like, I was in the situation and I was being present, but I asked these three questions, not these 10 questions about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it just takes one slight little thing. And then all of a sudden you're seven years old, fucking crying in a corner. And then now you're, you know, right. And then you close and then have to go take care of your baby. Like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely there's nothing else that's comparable to the shit that like boils to the surface when you're talking to somebody else that doesn't have connection in your real day to day life. Yeah, because like your loved ones, your village can help you to mm-hmm. great lengths. But when a stranger is just sitting there, they're not making they're not filling any of the blanks in you're doing that shit all yourself. Right. They, they also say, how does that make you feel? They <laughs> you're also like have six no, essays in. Right. But they also have no like stake in your life, right? So you can tell a stranger everything. Right. That's what I'm saying. They have no correlation to anything. They go home and they don't even remember your name. Yeah. Versus That's telling you their job. <laughs> who are going to hold on to every word you say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and tell the stranger all the terrible things about myself. Like that mm-hmm. first step is hard. But once you start doing it, especially if you can find a therapist that you do like have that connect with it makes it so mm-hmm. much easier for her to be like how does that make you feel and you go well let me fucking tell you yeah. versus your friends being like well how and i go oh it's fine it's all right mm-hmm. or like i mean i was upset but it's not a big deal well because you you're know? afraid of like the aftermath of like when you say what you're truly feeling you're afraid of like the response there because you care about that person right you know you're wor- you wondering like how have... it's gonna affect them or whatever yeah. and you also have that like self-image to mm-hmm. hold up in that friendship you know right 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 like you're like you're the strong friend right you're the Mm -hmm. outgoing friend you're the one that can go anywhere and do anything Mm -hmm. but like to see be like you know what actually i'm not that friend like i want to be that friend Mm -hmm. but i'm really truly not (laughs) no and that's why exactly now that i'm like actually talking to a therapist because like i've always been this way like i've always known that i had shit to work on and slowly like chipped away at it but it's like Mm -hmm. a bitch we all know this you know if you've ever attempted anything with your mental health it's hard right people don't do it especially (laughs) just like doing it halfway it doesn't fix anything and actually kind of just makes it harder if you're only like Like, working on it right and like you can try but only you can hold yourself accountable so much when all the mental lists all the mental questions, all the mental answers are all you. You and know, you very, control, you pick through it it's unintentionally. Very, it's very easy to lie to yourself about those things too. Yeah, it and is. then start it's to believe your say, own lies. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It go full circle with that bitch. We're hamsters over here. 
Um, but yeah, now that I've like actually started to talk to a therapist and I love my therapist, thankfully Mm -hmm. I have one that I get along with very well. Um, it's definitely been putting me in situations that I never thought mentally I would be in. Yeah. And y'all, I don't know if you guys are during, you're in your mental health era or you have been, or you have been trying to seek out a therapist, but you haven't made it that far yet. Cause it's a fucking hurdle. We know right. it's hard. You know, it took us right. taking that first long. step is like the hard part. Yeah. The actual doing it, it sounds good on paper, but like the actual doing it, mm-hmm. I was put, like I did a therapy session and I was left unsettled afterwards where I was like, so overwhelmed and like worked up like about the situation. Like when we said goodbye and everything, I was like coherent and like there and present for it. But like, the little bubble with no oxygen in it that I was in mm-hmm. was so fucking thick. I literally had to sit there for like 15 minutes to catch my breath. And I was like, this exact moment right here, I've never been in mentally where I was like, actually like fucking step, not by myself, but somebody else like put me in this feeling and I just had to right. sit there and simmer. You just have to like be with your own emotions. Like shit like that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, this shit is not for the hard in my friend. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's it a is. tough road, but it's definitely worth it. Like I cannot imagine not having my therapist, not having the Lexapro and just continuing my life the way it was. Cannot imagine it. Mm-hmm. I just like. Ugh. I mean, even now. Yeah, I'm only like into like actually having a therapist um i would only say i'm like month and a half at this Mm -hmm. very point um obviously you guys might hear this conversation a little bit later but at this very moment is still very fresh so as i sit right now i already am like so grateful that i made the leap and just fucking did it yeah and i might have people like "Mm, you're taking care of your mental health be like yeah bitch you probably should yeah you should also do you want her phone number i can Right. If you're surrounded by boomers, be prepared that they're not going to resonate on the same level as you with trying to do better. And that's okay. Yeah. They don't matter. You matter. We matter. Right. Correct. Last thing. But also, you don't have to fucking tell anybody either. That's true. Because there's only a select few people minus like the thousands of people that are going to hear this that know that I talk (laughs) to a therapist and that I take medication. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I have been also implementing into my daily life is taking 15 minutes before I go to bed to turn Mm -hmm. everything off laptop off phone off and I just close my eyes and sit in my feelings just like how the day was just kind of like whatever little like a mini meditation Mm -hmm. I just sit in silence everything is off and I just sit in my feelings and I digest my feelings and I just let them happen I love that and I've been trying to do I don't do it every night I've been trying to do it more Mm -hmm. but it definitely is kind of like just like releases everything yeah i love that and then i because i'm very i used to do that i don't now because obviously my life consists of a baby so you know i'm not sitting in bed by myself just like staring at the ceiling anymore but i have went through practices where i did take that like end of day like break Mm-hmm. from anything right like I wasn't like oh gotta set my alarm put my phone down pass out like I didn't have that routine you know yeah that's what I'm on now if y'all didn't know <laughs> um <laughs> but I did have where I was taking the time to like sit for 10 minutes just like roll my head back and forth like lightly stretch not like obviously fucking my yoga I wasn't doing all that right. but just like sit there and just be like how the fuck am I right today was hard you know just like actually like think about whatever it is I want to think about mm-hmm. just like your little like mini self-reflection for the day yeah but I loved it It was so nice yeah because everything feels still 
yeah for just 15 minutes in your face right that's one thing too is that i want to get an actual alarm clock Mm -hmm. because i want to put my chargers on the other side of my room so that i'm not near yeah because you know there's that whole like oh put your phone away like away away not just on the nightstand next to you Mm -hmm. to get a better sleep yeah so that's something i've been thinking about doing was moving like my charging station if you will Mm -hmm. to the other side of my room but like the thought of my alarm going off and i have to actually get out of bed and go walk to the other side of my room (laughs) to turn it off versus like having an alarm clock that's just set all the time think about before we go on a tangent about fucking alarm clocks honestly (laughs) though if anyone's gonna sit here they're not going to sit here and say we're not addicted to our phones oh I 100% am. The anticipation, the anticipation of like your phone notification going off or you getting a text or like that your alarm is going to go off, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. There is that like sitting feeling of just like something is going to happen. Right. Regardless of where your phone's at, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wholeheartedly believe if your phone is not right next to you, like even when I wake up in the middle of the night to breastfeed my son, I check my phone. Why don't, why am I checking my phone? I wouldn't normally wake up in the middle of the night to check it. That's weird. But yeah, I subconsciously but like look at the front. Yeah. Right. So I hold, this is like I wholeheartedly if you could plug it in and turn it off and leave it in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, see, that's weird to think about, but I imagine that being healthier. <laughs> that's what people used to do with their cell phones before they were used for literally everything. You know, that's um mm-hmm. definitely something that I need to, because I do find myself just like, and as I'm not scrolling, I'm playing games. That's my thing, is play that I will just sit phone? there and play games on my phone. I will have a show on and I will be playing games on my phone. Do you have a little farm built? Is she thriving? Um, No, I play like <laughs> Sudoku and like Solitaire and yeah. I love it. Like Mahjong. I love it. I can't get enough of it. So like I will literally sit here for hours playing these games. Yeah, I'm the opposite. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, I have to be up in four hours. (laughs) Versus if I say, okay, at eight o'clock, I'm turning my phone off and plugging it in in a drawer on the other side of my room, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they say babies thrive off schedules. So if you know babies thrive off of it, adults do too so if you well, then, create that you know, schedule for yourself put that yeah. you know anxious little device away right because there I is that whole thing that like technology actually causes more um, anxiety than prior like before we had all this technology at our fingers i mean of course are you kidding me i'd be getting mad if i have to boil water on the stove instead of in a kettle what they used to not have kettles that's crazy an electric kettle i mean I they one. weren't electric i couldn't imagine they had kettles I just couldn't imagine my life without an electric kettle. My hot water gets hot in fucking 10 seconds. You know how much stress I would be in if I had to boil water on the stove? That's crazy. And that's just a kettle. It has one function. You have also not had this kettle for like a large amount of your life. Like it isn't like a newer addition to your life. That's what I mean. And I'm already so addicted to it. I cannot imagine if you started to slowly take away all the like the the little electrical like additions in my life. I cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. I literally cannot imagine starting with my kettle. (laughs) Starting with the kettle. Is that where your anxiety comes from? Did we just solve your whole life? My kettle? Yeah. My kettle? (laughs) That I can't Uh, talk about it. No, but the example of the kettle, I mean, I can't. 
but the function <laughs> that the kettle creates of like fast and efficient uh-huh if it goes in slower anything in my life if anything goes slower than fast and efficient i'm stressed out yeah you're too reliant on uh the internet and fast uh what is that um satisfaction like instant instant gratification yeah no i love instant gratification love it love it see when i flip that light switch the light better be on okay just saying (laughs) the light better be on okay (laughs) if i turn Uh. the water spigot water better come out okay so like <laughs> you don't play, want spotify better be on it okay <laughs> so you don't want to ever have to have a need for like a long hose because when you turn it on it might take a minute for it to come out you know what my quick solve it solve to that problem would be would be i would turn it on and i would walk the length of the hose with the water by the time we get to the end bitch, <laughs> it'll be there it'll be there the water will be on that is a huge problem i'm gonna string mine. that hose all the way around the yard <laughs> oh Yo, that's funny if Yes. If there's a note to end on, it's time. And this is probably a lot of people, maybe not in the same way, but time itself, whether it's the time you spend deciding what you want for dinner, the time that you spend on your workly commute, or the time that you spend brushing your teeth, or the time that you spend talking to other people in public, or whatever it is, we all have stressors that deal with the fucking clock that have like these specific time chunks or like me, it's shit not being done efficiently like if i have to wait if there's a loading screen uh-uh, uh-uh. Kidding me? apparently giving myself time limits can't do it yeah yeah apparently <laughs> my body physically reacts to that time is everything yeah time is everything that's why schedules work y'all if you didn't know now you do schedules work uh yeah they do and uh <sighs> if you're thinking about getting help just do it take the leap it'll change your life for the best you. if this you have any you questions about getting help just hit us up in the dms we'll answer anything yeah. literally mm-hmm and two uh, separate levels of <laughs> mental health over here. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, life is lifing and I'm doing everything I can to be better. You're working on yourself. That's, That's literally all you can ask is for somebody to just try. And That's I'm trying. Fun. All day, every day. Just don't put a fucking pair of gloves on me. And don't take my kettle away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed Uh, our little anxiety deep dive. Yeah. Any positive vibes? Yeah, okay. Are you done? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)